It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is you here on the BetQL Network, and it is a tremendous football Thursday. Great first hour of the show. A lot of NFL MVP conversation. A lot of uh, if this, then this. I still don't think we've kind of reached a consensus, by the way, on uh, what would happen if Miami beats Baltimore this weekend and kind of playing out all the scenarios from there. Uh, I think we do have a couple a couple more that we need to get to um, over the course of the show. We also have to get to Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player, Offensive Rookie, Comeback Player of the Year is going to be a meaty conversation, Coach of the Year as well. So a lot to do here, NFL Awards, as we approach the penultimate week of the NFL season. Uh, Pro Sports Better, Adam Chernoff going to join us in just a moment from the Simple Handicap Podcast. Tim Brando, still to come. Joey Kanish, still to come. Evan Silva, still to come. Power Hour, Final Hour will feature all our bets for tonight, including side total and props for the Jets and the Browns on Thursday Night Football. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Adam Chernoff, our pal from the Simple Handicap Podcast, a great NFL betting podcast that we encourage our listeners and viewers to check out. Adam also does great work with our friends at Right Angle Sports, and they've got the RAS app, a free download featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything happening in the NFL on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Chern, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas. How's it going? Going well. I was I sort of left you guys hanging on the video last week, so we're back at it, and hopefully it holds through the segment here. It's a little bit. Uh, apparently, I'm in the one spot in the entire country that has lackluster internet, so we'll see if it holds up through 15 minutes. I was uh, I was uh, I was a little concerned, Adam, but you, you look good. You sound good. I think we can well let's at least start start talking about some bets, and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I know you, you mentioned I think to Alex, our producer that you've only bet one game so far this week. So maybe we'll hit on that first and we can go through some of, maybe talk about MVP if you want. We can go through certainly some of the other bigger matchups, but I think you only made one bet this week. And and I, I think it was in the Colts game uh, where I think they're still holding it about three and a half. Uh, what was your bet in that game against the Raiders? It was a Colts minus three. I like the minus three and a half as well at the current price. Nick, I saw your clip yesterday. You're on side with this one as well. Um, so I'm in full agreement with this one. Um, interesting to sort of sort through the league never mind the spot we'll get to that in a second but i ran a, a report today and looked at all of the quarterbacks since week when aiden o'connell took over the starter for the raiders and i sorted them by epa plus completion percentage over expectation a good advanced metric aiden o'connell ranks dead last in the league in that metric. And, and that's a pretty well-respected metric for judging quarterback play, but it puts in perspective how awful this Raiders offense is with him under center. And I mean, last week, no pass did past the first quarter, nine in total. The Raiders were just an all-time luck box win on the road with the Chiefs. And that followed up the shutout against the Vikings and just two months of bad offensive performances from the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is still not practicing of the team as Antonio Pierce calls it. I just, I, I don't know what you're going to get from this Raiders offense on the road. And now we're seeing the Colts in a must-win spot as well with a much more realistic chance of making the playoffs. It's the better coach. It's the better quarterback. It's the better team. Relatively short number. And what I will guys, 
last week. Churn, churn, let's do this, churn, only because, churn, churn, let's do this, only because, like, the video is very choppy here. Just have sure. your cell phone ready. Jake's going to call you on the cell. So, churn is on Indianapolis laying the three and the three and a half. So, we can disconnect the video, guys. Churn will be right back with us here on the phone. So, we'll get all of Adam's picks, all of his thoughts. We'll talk NFL Most Valuable Player with Adam Churn off as well. And Jake and company, just let us know when he's back, and we'll we'll go we'll go to uh, to Adam. Uh, I always like that, though, Ken, when a bet that I like is uh, churn up just comes on. He's like, yeah, like, watch your video. I like it, too. The Indianapolis Colts laying it against AOC and the Las Vegas Raiders. So that is uh, that was Churn's first bet for this week, and we'll find out what else he likes coming up in a second here. And I'm curious, Ken, what he thinks about NFL Most Valuable Player. And I'll just say this while we wait for Churn to join us. I texted um, a couple MVP voters during the break about what uh, what they would do if Tua and Tyreek both nuked the next couple weeks and uh, and Miami wins the next two games. And the unanimous answer was vote for Tua, not Tyreek mm. for NFL Most Valuable Oh, well, I wouldn't say Tyreek. I just meant could Tyreek torpedo Tua's chances. I don't think Tyreek's ever going to win. But that's interesting that it's like, well, if they both cook, who cares? It's still it's still Tua. Okay, maybe we, maybe it would be, we it would be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Churn is back with us here. Churn, you were, you were giving like your last point here on why you liked the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that was as big of a regular season win for an interim coaching staff that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And you had the emotional Pierce on the field post game and the post game pressers. I just, I think it's such a bad spot for the Raiders this week. So the one bet I have made this week is the Colts at minus three and minus three and a half. Adam, I'm curious. You don't have to have like a really strong opinion on this. I'm not even sure there's a bet to make in the MVP market right now where Lamar is like minus 200. Everyone flips to him after like he plays really well. And I think most importantly, Brock Purdy has like the singular worst game he can ever have uh, as a big favorite and the Ravens win. So now we're set up as like, is it Lamar? And what happens if he loses? How vulnerable is he as a favorite? Do you have any opinion on that? Obviously, the Ravens playing Miami this week. I think maybe if you have an opinion on that game, that would guide you on most valuable player as well with the Ravens, about a three-point home favorite. What about MVP? Lamar minus 200. We can give you some of the other prices after that. McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Tua, all kind of in the mix there. Ken, honestly, I don't because I have no idea how the voters are going to approach this. And just as I came back on the phone, Nick was dropping the comment about voters and how they would approach it. If the Dolphins games finished that way the last two weeks, this to me, not only is it difficult to try and make a case for anyone just because it's so wide open and the stats are so different. I, I genuinely have no idea how the voters would approach this situation um, given how the season might end. I, I just, I don't know. And I think this sort of, the, we might, we might end up in a spot where the voters go, a completely different and very safe direction that we're not expecting. And to me, the thing that I hear a lot is like comparison to stats and how players are performing. I, I just, I get the feeling that the voters might go a completely different direction. So I just, I have no idea on this MVP one, but I'm looking forward to hearing the segment that you guys have breaking it down. I know that you don't have a bet for the game because you said Indianapolis is the one bet that you have for this weekend, but do you have like a thought, a lean, something you're looking for in the Miami Baltimore game on Sunday? So I was originally looking and trying to figure a way in to get on side with Baltimore and the market has fully disagreed with that. And I've seen two other pro groups uh, that we're kind of in contact with move on the Dolphins so far this week. So that's given me a lot of hesitation. 
and the other thing that I kind of the reason I didn't pull the trigger myself before those bets came in from those groups that we respect is is just the fact that Baltimore has been so erratic week to week, especially off big wins. And that win against San Francisco, the way that they handled it and how much they got up for it was was pretty significant. And I think that might be a tough test to do it two weeks in a row, especially on the short week. And if you look within that game, too, I, I mean, the Ravens' defense won it for them. But offensively, the Ravens have not done a whole lot the last few weeks. It's been very spotty at best since you lost Andrews and now without Mitchell. Just not a lot of explosiveness. And they got so fortunate with all those turnovers against the Niners that that really looked uh, maybe a little bit worse than it actually was. So um, wanted and hoped that I could get involved with Baltimore, but it's just not going to happen this week. Adam, big game Saturday night as well, and we've had some line. We didn't do an it moved, obviously, this week because we started our handicap on Wednesday yesterday because that was our first day back. So no it moved segment. We would have certainly done Detroit-Dallas, especially if we did that segment today, with the Lions taking money. So Dallas was six everywhere. We do the, the our initial breakdown of the game yesterday. And then, Adam, Lions money starts to come in. Now maybe you can tell us a little more. Is this driven by injury or just interest in the Lions and a big number in general? The sixes have become mostly five and a halfs, but worth noting, uh, a couple books also hanging four and a half on the game so there's been interest in detroit in the last 24 hours how do you feel about that game very high total by the way 53 53 and a half and dallas now a slightly less favorite or a slight favorite by a little bit less than they were before about five and a half what about saturday night's game so this was a similar situation to that ravens game where i was hoping to fade the spot for miami i was really hoping to fade the spot for detroit this week and i was hoping that off of that win against the vikings and the clinch of the division that the Lions would have seen their rating get bumped up a little bit further. And off of the loss for the second week in a row, the Cowboys may have been dropped down. And the fact is that neither happened. The Cowboys are still very highly rated, and the Lions did not get a bump at all. And I think part of that is because they were just badly outplayed by the Vikings. And so I was really hoping to see, like, Dallas minus four, and it opened six. And now, as you mentioned, it's been Lions money, which is kind of scaring me away because, again, it's, it's originating from very influential pro groups on that one that are siding with the Lions in this game. And so although I think that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have a massive potential advantage on offense, both targeting CeeDee Lamb out of the slot, targeting Ferguson, the tight end position, I think it's going to be a massive return home for the Cowboys offense. Uh, Defensively, I think the Lions are going to – defensively, I think the Cowboys are going to struggle defending the Lions because Detroit's going to be able to run on the Cowboys – as we saw both the Bills and the Dolphins do comfortably, and that's going to free up Jared Goff to attack this man coverage front that the Cowboys run at the highest rate in the league. So, uh, again, it's another one where I was hoping to see something, and the market opened elsewhere, and now there's been resistance again. So it's another stay away for me, but was really hoping to get the Cowboys. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a Thursday. We'll get Churn's thoughts on the Browns and the Jets coming up in a minute here. But, Churn, want to hit you. I'm going to give you five games. Coming up right now, all with quarterback news. You can give us, like, if you like a bet, you think you're going to like a bet in one of them, or just, like, any thoughts you have on any of these games. You don't have to give all five, but just, just I just want to, just because we have five games with quarterback stuff. Minnesota and Green Bay on Sunday night. Jaron Hall, the Iceman, will start in place of Nick Mullins. Mullins pulled. Vikings now about a one-point home dog against Green Bay at BetMGM. Jacoby Brissett officially starts for Washington. San Francisco now at 12.5 or 13-point road favorite at the Commanders. C. 
C.J. Stroud officially going to be back for Houston. They're laying five or five and a half at home against Tennessee. Tyrod Taylor starts for my Giants. Uh, Rams about a five and a half point road favorite at Big Blue. And then Jared Stidham starts for the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson to the bench. Denver three and a half against the Chargers. Any thoughts on those games with the quarterback moves here? In about 60 to 90 seconds, we can save some time for the Browns and the Jets on Thursday night. Nick, I'll go rapid fire on all five. So Packers, Vikings, nine straight wild card conference games over the total the last three weeks. These games are flying over. I think even with Hall, this one has a good chance to exceed the total of 44 and a half now that it's moved down. I think the Stroud news in Houston with them moving towards a six point favorite is priced correctly. I would have loved to back the 49ers because I think Washington is a completely dead team with Rivera on his way out. But I will say that that team plays very hard when Jacoby Brissett is in for Sam Howell. Completely different outlook for that offense, just in terms of the motivation. And it's a very big numbers for the Niners to be laying. So it's a stay away for me in that one. Um, The Rams have been extremely sharp the last day and a half from pros that I know, uh, once that got down to four and a half, five and five and a half, it was significant Rams money coming back in, even with the Taylor news for the Giants. There's also been a lot of love for the over um, that we've seen come from other groups as well at 44 and 44 and a half. And so all of those would kind of be the general outlook that I have on those QB games. I think I missed one, the Stidham news. That's right. My, My only thought on the Broncos I get the sentiment to why the Broncos got bet at three, up to three and a half. But I will say Wilson for the season, he was 12th in terms of just overall quarterback rankings from sources that I respect. And so with this number kind of trending back, it it might be giving Stidham a little bit too much credit for coming in and being that sort of effective. But uh, that's a a stay away for me in Denver. But a lot of uh, interest from people I know in the Broncos minus three. I mean, it's pretty good work there. Five games, got five pretty good opinions. Uh, there's a little It Moved segment for a couple minutes featuring Adam Chernoff. Adam, uh, 30 seconds on tonight's game. Feels kind of like being built as like this coronation for the Browns, clinch a playoff spot if they win, crowd going to be crazy. Market, <laughs> really big favorite. About seven and a half or seven juiced. And the total's been bet down a ton, 34 now. 30 seconds here on tonight's game, if uh, if you wouldn't mind. Completely different price point for Flacco and the Browns. Uh, been really around a field goal the last five weeks or so. Now they're north of a touchdown. It's been a one-way action on Cleveland, which I really wanted, was hoping to find a way in with the Jets. But the way that Simeon is checking down and targeting Brees Hall and dumping it off to Garrett Wilson on short passes, I think the Browns defend it really well. So even though I think Cleveland might have a much more difficult time moving the football against this Jets defense, it's just another one of these games where I, I just I can't trust the Jets offense even with the inflated price. And so it's it's an unfortunate segment, but it's that time of year where there's a lot of stay aways for me. And so unfortunately it didn't give a lot of conviction. But this is another one where it's Jets or nothing, uh, but it's gonna be nothing for me on Thursday. Honestly, the only unfortunate thing about this segment was your crappy Wi-Fi. Otherwise, it was awesome. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It tur- turns the absolute best. On Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Check out the Simple Handicap Podcast. Download the Right Angle Sports app. My friend, best of luck with the bets, especially the Colts, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Week 17, and Happy New Year. The, the great Happy New Year to you, Churn. More NFL Most Valuable Player coming up on the other side. I got to start wishing the guests Happy New Year. Bad job by me. <laughs> 